Welcome to CCC, an EDM, CCC. I mean, not an EDM podcast. <laughs> an EDM podcast. <laughs> Convicted Christian community. We're right yeah. here, boys and girls. Thank you so much for making it today. You've been good? Yeah, man. We've yeah, been good. Watching Squid Game. Is that a Squid Game remix? That is a Squid Game remix. Yeah, yes, it is. Dude, I, I was trying to select this for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we literally spent 20 minutes trying to find this song. This song. Uh, but it was worth it. Wait, that was actually pretty good. That was lit. It's not bad. Right it's that. not bad. But up to that, I have finished Squid Game. Yeah. Whoa. Deep. Deep, man. Deep. It's a deep show. Yeah. A lot, oh. of, a lot of crazy stuff happening in it. Oh. It's Korean, so of course. Aren't you Korean? I am Korean, yes. Wow. I am Korean. Did you play those games as a kid? I do. Yep. Yep. Red light, green light, especially. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We called it "What's the Time, Mr. Wolf" in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Similar game. I, they call it a whole bunch of things all around the world. Yeah. What else did you play? Did you play the um, cookie game? What game? The quickie game. Cookie. Oh, the cookie game. <laughs> the quick. We are a Christian podcast. <laughs> oh, the, the cookie uh, the, game. The cookie game. Yeah. No, not that. The the yeah, that one. yeah the, yeah. the honeycomb game yeah honeycomb. yeah I was actually playing I like mum made some like two days ago at really home. yeah and we were like carving out like wow. shapes of stars out of it and stuff see so you actually play that as a kid yeah like they they would sell that That's in front cool. of like in front of school and stuff with the designs in it yeah wow there you go exactly good times man now is it is it now is K's it, my gungbu. <laughs> Is that the word? I forgot the yes. word. You want to be my gumble? Oh, gumble, gumble, not gumble, gumble. I do a really good voice of the old guy. Hey? You reckon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, gumble. <laughs> For those who are only listening on the podcast, we didn't actually <laughs> invite the the old man to the, the studio. Actual the actual old guy. Man. He denied us. Yeah, and obviously, if you watch Sex us, say he's probably a bit bit more popular than being on a show. Yeah, but you know, Squid Game is going to. Possibly be the most watched Netflix TV show of it, all time. It, it already is. That's unreal, man. That is unreal. It's bigger than Coming Friends. Up. What? Maybe we should do a podcast on like the the themes and are there any Christian themes that come out of Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody loses, kill them. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's gospel. The bit when they die. <laughs> that's kind of Christian. Oh man. Yeah, but it, it has some pretty crazy themes though. It has some um, crazy themes. Very yeah. crazy themes and. Um, yeah. Obviously, look, I, I do appreciate that there are some Christians out there who are very active in terms of sort of filtering what they see. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yep. Have you had friends like in yep. in high school who would just like not mm-hmm. even go to the movies at all because of just yeah. Wouldn't even see Lion King. Yeah. That's too full on. Some some yeah. some, some would say. Yeah. You, know, you know when Nala and you know, Simba <laughs> yeah. get it on, baby. Well, it's too Ooh. much. Ooh, it's Close the TV. It's it's getting a bit hot in here. Mute it, son. But you know what? If you have those tendencies and that's yeah. how you want to safeguard it, you know? No, right that. You don't yeah. have to watch Lion King or Disney to go to heaven. That's it. You feel me? You got to so, protect uh, protect the heart. Protect the heart. Protect what you see. Yeah. It's better than not protecting it. That's it. <laughs> and not... not <laughs> Wise words. Radio. CCC. <laughs> <laughs> protecting your heart is better than not protecting your heart. Speaking of Nala and Zimba. Yeah. We're talking about thirstiness today. <laughs> Drinking from the well, a well, <laughs> as they do in Lion King. Thirsty as Christians be like. That's the name of this podcast. Yep. Say that again. Thirsty as Christians be like. Thirsty as Christians be like. Thirsty as Christians be like. <laughs> All right. That All is. Right. So the passage that we go to today is Matthew chapter 
four. Right. Okay. 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 Some some of the some of the saucy stuff that goes down in yeah. chapter four. Let's take it from verse six. Here we go. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. When a Samaritan... It was about... It was about noon. About. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Some wise words here. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. She's getting lazy. He told her, go call your husband and come back. You're lazy. Yeah, lazy woman. You're lazy. You're lazy. You're you're not loyal. You're lazy. (laughs) I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband, girl. (laughs) The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman. Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I the one speaking to you, I am he. That is the showing Jesus. A boom, boom, boom. Drop Drops mic. the mic. Drop the mic. I drop that mic. I can't even drop the mic. Yeah, I got myself ready for it. <laughs> Bang. Boom, boom. Except you caught the mic. Because <laughs> I'm like Jesus. Man, what a what an episode, right? Like, this is so interesting. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. A lot going on in there. <laughs> this is like, it's like Love Island. Jesus, you, you think so? <laughs> Bible version. We, how many times have drama. we heard this story now? Like, as yep. normal Christians in normal course of life would look yep. at this passage and go, "Yep, heard that, done that, mm. been there, done that." Why are we bringing this up today? Well, we have a specific purpose, and and you know what. In saying that, I just want to sort of flesh it out just between ourselves internally as well to see mm. what and how this could be refreshed in our hearts. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're going to flesh it out. Let's flesh it out. Flesh it out, baby. What strikes you from this passage? Well, there's a few things. Mm. The fact that, you know, Jesus is alone mm. with this lady, mm. you know, and, and like we see later on that that, that really is different mm. in those times, you know what I mean? Like back in those days, men and women never really used to associate alone mm. Mm. unless it was your spouse. Yeah. You know, because then people would start asking questions and 
start thinking things. And there was also a bit of a superiority complex, mm. unfortunately, back in those days mm. between genders. So, like, blokes never used to hang out with women. Well, Especially genders and also cultural, it seems, because in uh, yeah. verse, verse 9, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Mm. So ethnically, they just didn't. They just hated each other. They just didn't get along. It was all hate. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't didn't <laughs> make any hate. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are some groups that we face in our society that has that probably can't be getting along? Israel's and no, like just within an, within an advan- within a first world nation, I'd say. Mm. I don't know, like it's, it just it just wouldn't make any sense for I don't know even Republicans and bloody liberals. Mm. I don't know, you know, First Amendment right guys to those who don't like. Second Amendment right, guys, to those who don't even like guns. You know, I don't know. There's mm. a lot of that going on. Just showing how countercultural this encounter was. Yeah. Yeah. And what I see is so beautiful in that is is, is that Jesus is, has that character who will just meet you. Mm. And, it, and it has no boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's what really strikes me here. And it is, it is an impressive episode. One of those times where I look at, you know, what Jesus did while he was on, on earth and I go... Wow, he he really had a bit of a plan, mm. like, and he just he just acted on it, and he just, yeah. he had a message to share with the world, and and what unfolds after this is is quite exciting too. And so when you look at this, it's like it's written like it was planned. Do mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Not in the sense that the writers made this up, but mm. it's written in the sense that Jesus had a plan mm. along the whole time. Mm. You know, his disciples are going to get food. It's like, oh, per chance Jesus? No, it's like not per chance that Jesus meets this woman. It's like. There was an intention behind it, yeah. And, you know, and we see that later on is like the the reason why essentially Jesus did did this. I like I love this passage because it, it almost is like that starting of Jesus navigating to Jews and Gentiles mm. to us, really. Yeah, the, the the ones that aren't part of that, you know, chosen people. Like Jesus was coming for more than that. Mm. So what what I actually so what I actually found about this passage here is yeah. that when we're about to read it as well is this next bit right we touched on it briefly and and I'm not going to read the next bit we know what's going to happen next uh, mm. you know this lady then like drops everything she goes off and she starts to tell the world about this, this encounter yeah. this this messiah that she met yeah she believes him you know and the whole city believes him as well spoiler alert. And also, what we also see is that uh, that we've we've already touched on is that her identity as a Samaritan woman has been has been just put away, and also she subscribes to Jesus in this moment, but Jesus also points out the fact that she is a she is a woman of the night in that city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? Nice what, way of putting it. Yeah, and so what I what I pick up uh, out of this is that this lady. Mm-hmm. Is leaving behind some things. Yep. Yep. To follow Jesus. We probably shouldn't shy away from it. She enjoyed a bit of that. A bit of yeah. Or physical, even if she, yeah, physical needs. Mm. And and even if she didn't, if she was under some sort of a manipulation, manipulation, or or, yeah. uh, or you know the, the need to do it, yeah. the desperation that that still had to be let go. Mm. Mm. Could there have been dangers for this woman? That she no longer operates in this way, I, I think potentially yes, possibly, yeah. possibly yes. Yeah, uh, it'd be naive to think that there wasn't any repercussions mm. from her acting this way. But the new life that she chooses is very different. 
Yeah. So what I want to discuss is what are some of the things that we need to leave behind mm. in 21st century Western culture, Eastern culture, whatever that we need to sort of discuss. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I think is, is a physical kind of needs, mm. you know, I think Bob was a bit clear on uh, the navigation of, of what's okay and what's not from like a physical, sexual mm. point of view. Yeah, which is quite blatant in this story as well. Yeah, we really see it here, mm. which is quite, you know, countercultural to the world we live in. Yeah. You know, that sexuality is almost seen as an identity. Yeah. And this passage kind of goes a little bit away from that, you know, mm. that your identity is not found in that the identity of sexuality, mm. you know, it's found in Jesus. He is going to fill mm. your needs. Mm. You know, a big, big thing I think we find difficult in our society now is is money as well. Mm. You know, turning away from the desires of, of finances and seeking wealth, mm. seeking to be rich mm. in this world. Yeah. Again, Jesus is saying like, you know, that's not going to satisfy you. That's not going to fill you up. I'm going to fill you up. Yeah. Which is easier said than done, you know, like, oh, like Jesus, Jesus loves me. Mm. And, you know, like I, I don't love money that much, mm. but really, no, this passage is, this woman is turning completely away from that, mm. wasn't she? Yeah. Like you mentioned, she, there might be various reasons for why she was living that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not out here trying to have a go at her for that per se. Yeah. But like you mentioned, it wasn't easy for her mm. to move on. Exactly right. It was a tough, tough decision. Mm. You know, she's moving away from what would have been some security from a life point of view. Yeah. From a financial point of view. Yeah. From a physical physicality mm. point of view. Yeah. She would have enjoyed maybe those things. Mm. But she needed to let that go and trust in Jesus and know that he was going to provide for all of those. Yeah. All of those needs. By no means in, is, is, is letting go of things to follow Jesus at all easy. Mm. It can be as little as you got to stop saying bad things to you have to leave your Muslim family who's going to be violent towards you because you become a Christian. Mm. It's there's, there's a big spectrum and, and I'm not trying to hear say, look, it needs, it's, it's all easy or it's all, you know, it has to be done. And, you know, it right now or anything like that. And, but it does call people to do that. Yeah, that there is things that you will give up becoming a Christian, and I don't think that being sugarcoated is ever helpful to a non-Christian to hear. Is that we don't, we don't like Christians don't become Christians because it's like a walk in a park. Mm. There is joy, there is there is fulfillment and meaning because of what we do, yeah. and 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 because of of uh, the God that we put our faith in. But there are things that we must give up, and you know what? My heart goes uh, to those people who are having to deal with addictions or circumstances or what have what have you mm. to battle it out and to be challenged by a message like this and go, you know what, what are some of the things that I struggle to leave behind? And for those yeah. already Christians who are not continually seeking out ways to leave things behind, that get in the way of following Jesus, well, I guess that's the struggle of a Christian life, that we constantly think about those times and and about how we can tackle that with God's help. Yeah, for mm. sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, like it's not easy to to give up those things as well. Mm. I think every person has addictions, mm. like struggles. We all struggle with something, yeah. you know. And this is probably a conversation for another podcast, mm. but having support to know that we don't have to do that alone. Yeah, exactly. 
but to really tackle it. Mm. You know, I think for us as Christians, we don't desire to tackle our addictions as hard as we should. Yeah. Jesus says later in the gospel as well to pick up your cross and carry it. Mm. I want to remind our listeners of when Jesus was walking through the streets, carrying that cross to his death. Yeah. Jesus is literally saying to carry that. It's not just like the physical nature of the cross, Mm. but the whole idea that you were carrying essentially like your sins that are leading to your death Mm. is full on. Yeah. But to take that on, to know that the Christian walk is not an easy walk in a path. It's not always just roses and daisies in good times. Yeah. That it is a lot of that thing, that stuff as well, but there will be challenges along the way Mm. and your addictions and your desires and the earthly things of this world is part of that. Mm. Jesus is really challenges us in, in a lot of those ways. Mm. Are we willing to take that upon us to get rid of it? Mm. To know that we don't need to do that alone. Mm. Yeah, and then we'll talk more about that in another podcast, but rely on each other. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Really trust in your brothers and sisters and talk about these things. And, and, and work towards building those relationships yeah. in your churches. Another thing is like... Uh, you know, what's available on the internet, you know, um, there's a lot of rubbish out there, but there's also some really good stuff out there, like the Convicted Christian Community Podcast. Uh, <laughs> and also there is a lot of great media that you can come into contact with where yeah. it's just really helpful stuff. Like, mm. for example, like I look at the NoFap community for yeah. like the non-Christian guys, non-Christian guys. Yeah. And even that's hella motivating mm. and it's hella helpful. Do you want to talk a bit more about well, it's not entire. It's not always, always, always helpful. Yeah. But to actually see the motivation of to come away from. to come away from that those yeah. shackles is very encouraging to see. Yeah, for sure. Right. Obviously, there are Christian com- like content as well. Mm. Come into contact with that kind of stuff. Yeah. It could be helpful. Yeah. There will be times where listening to that kind of stuff will be frustrating. There will be times where listening to Jesus's content is mm. frustrating too. Yeah. But those are the times where you just really need to lean into it. That's right. It. And just, yeah. and you know what? Don't back away. Lean. Don't back away. Like, and you lean know what? In. And you can build, you know, communities out of this as well. And mm. also call out to God. Yeah. Call out to God. Mm. It's not easy, but call out to God. Even those times. It's, it's weird. What? Because when we need help, asking for help is hard. Like what? It just, it's mm. so kind of, kind of, you know, intuitive, intuitive, yeah. but, but it is the best thing to do when oh, you I need do. help that you yeah. need to ask help. Yeah. And, on the other side, if you're a brother and sister, help out. Yeah, help out. Help and, out. And you know what? And don't demonize yeah. these people. They are weak. They mm. are there because their souls are poor. Enrich yeah. them with the encouragement of God. Mm. And and you know what? The way God does it here, he say, He knows. But never does he say, like, you're doing the wrong thing and this and that, whatever. Mm. But he says, you know, I, come to me. He says, come to me. Just worship. Right? This is what it is. Just He just sticks to the truth. Right? Yeah. That's what he's doing, which is which I find extremely encouraging but let's actually be reminded this week right Mm. of the stuff that we struggle to leave behind because when god says follow me right you you have to think about what you're going to leave behind Mm. yeah and if you say you've got nothing to leave behind i'm going to take everything with me yeah well check yourself check yourself that's it before you wreck yourself that's it for sure (laughs) so if we read on through 27 to 30. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, 
See, a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way forward towards him. Amen. Uh, probably should have read this before we've done the segment before because I yeah. should have really um, highlighted that verse 20 and leaving her water jar because I think that's highly metaphorical there. So she was just like, she yeah. didn't care what she had to do Yo, at that time. I, I ain't never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. she just she that's... just left her water jar. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah. yeah. She just left We're talking it. about being filled mm. with the eternal. Yeah. And you know what? Like wow. that's yeah. that's such an interesting. That's move. just the gospel being hilarious. Man. Yeah, it's, it's like the dark human in the in, in the Bible, and it goes crazy. with in line with God saying, "Like you drink that regular water, you'll be thirsty." Yeah. Now you're gonna drink from my well, and you aren't gonna be thirsty. So mm. she goes, "This water, no, no." Do important. you know what I find interesting as well is she was a Samaritan, right? Mm. But they they knew a little bit about the Messiah. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, could this be the Messiah? So they knew a it, little. It was bit hot about, topic, you know. It was yeah. hot topic at the time. So, but obviously there was a more of a prophetic understanding of the Messiah from the Jewish mm. um, people mm. and their understanding. Yeah. But, yeah, she's like, well, could this be the Messiah? And they, they all listened to her as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I find interesting as well. They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Mm. They didn't even question it. Like, this lady, she's mm. the one that sleeps around with half the town. Mm. We're not going to listen to her. Mm. Mm-hmm. You Imagine, like, if some, like, just lowly person in your city yeah. came up to you and was like, I don't know, Krispy Kreme's like giving a home, out a thousand free donuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on, that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Look, looking at verse 27 is also very interesting. It, 27 is just his disciples being super awkward. They were super, they, <laughs> yeah. they are surprised yeah. to find him talking with a, with a woman. Yeah. Albeit one, probably that looks like a bit of a slut, right? <laughs> and nobody asked, what do you want? Or what are you, why are you talking to her? They're just yeah. that weirded out by that encounter yeah. as well. So another little, another little sprinkle in the dose there. Yeah, that you know, we were talking a little bit about it before, but I was going to I was going to tell you, a lot of people look at this passage as the first time that, and, and sorry, I shouldn't say first time, where Jesus meets a woman. Yeah, and this is a hot hot topic, so I'd be interested to hear what you think about it. Mm. Jesus was fully God, fully man, yeah. but he had fully humanistic thoughts and tendencies and stuff. Yeah, he had a sexual drive. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, some Christians. Don't think that Jesus had a sexual drive. Yeah, right. Like he was human. Yeah. So people look at this passage as a time where Jesus was not uh, attracted to this woman in that sense. Yeah. But there would have been that sort of aloneness and the possibility for feelings to to eventuate. Does that make sense? Mm. And that's why you see the disciples here go like, "What do you want? Why are you talking with her?" Yeah. Because they kind of assume if you're alone with a woman, yeah, that there's something there. Yeah. And that's where I really want to highlight Jesus' response throughout this. Mm. Jesus isn't leading her on. He's not mm. trying to play any games. Yeah. Just stick, to, to, stick to his own agenda. Yeah. yeah. And his agenda was to, to win her heart. Yeah, to save her. Not to win her physically, mm. but mm. to win her heart. That's right. But, yeah, I don't know what you think about that in terms of Jesus, like, meaning a woman. <laughs> well, to him, she's a precious daughter. Yeah. Because right, he's, he's, you got to also remind, remember that he's fully God as well. Yeah, right? yeah. You know what this reminds me of? Verse twenty-seven reminds me of the time where, like, this transvestite person came to our church. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was he was like he was physically a man, but wanted to look like a woman yeah. by the way he dressed. And the pastor had a chat with her, and like everyone's like, okay, like that's interesting. Yeah, right. Not because, like, you know, you shouldn't talk to that person kind of thing. Because we've heard this passage sort of thing, but it was just so. 
out of the blue mm-hmm. that this person had rocked up to church and and they were having a conversation. Some people wouldn't even eavesdrop and just sort of see what's going on. What but talking about? Yeah. overall, very encouraged yeah, that man. the pastor actually made the effort to go and like talk to this person. For sure. But in the same way, I don't think pastors should make an extra effort just because they see these kind of people in the yeah. church. But yeah. make the same amount of effort with everybody else, different sort of topic there altogether. Yeah. Yeah. But we will be encountered with experiences like this ourselves mm. where we will meet certain individuals where it's sort of countercultural to tell them about Jesus. And we say that as if that doesn't happen often enough, but come on, guys, don't you guys have jobs where most of your friends aren't even Christians, right? And like the way the workplace, you know, regulations are driven sort of thing, you just got to be really careful with these things. Mm. But this sort of puts all of that into perspective. Uh, Obviously, you know, have wisdom around doing these things. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's just that tension that we always have to ride on here. And with even God, uh, with, with even Jesus, he had a bit of a tension in there because he was, you know, under the attention of his disciples, yeah. sort of thinking, yo, why are you talking to all But the key, key with that was his intention was her heart. Mm, was exactly, winning, exactly winning right. Her, her, her soul. Which then prevailed. Sorry, not, not her heart, her yeah, soul. Exactly yeah. right. And, and which prevailed because... Mm of his very, very pure intention. So so your heart is very, very important. And, you know, the, the question that I really wanted to raise with this one is, okay, well, then what is the difference between this Samaritan prostitute yep. and us? Let's call us Christians. Mm. So what's the difference between her and us? Because let's look at this episode. Her actions are very, very drastic. She came to the world to drink water or yep. fill up her jar so that she would have water to drink. It's a survival thing. Without mm. it, she will go thirsty, and that's yep. a very important part of your life. You can't live without water. Mm. So if she's out there with an agenda and she drops it, she has this encounter with this man, says that this is a Messiah, and then she goes out to the town where people will probably she have... She leaves the jar as well. Yeah, she leaves a jar. She leaves yeah. everything. She drops She drops it like it's hot, and she, <laughs> she runs off. Talks to everybody in town and be like, yo, follow this. Where mm. half the town probably don't even respect her that much. Yeah. No, not respect her that much. Uh, probably like looks down on her. Don't have a high regard for yeah, her at yeah. all. Yeah, at all, at yeah. all. So what's the difference between her and us? Mm. What makes us stop in our tracks, our sinful tracks, and go, Lord, I want to follow you? And, and what's our excuse? When mm. we don't do that. Yeah. I have an excuse. We yeah. didn't meet Jesus, like physically at the well. That would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something special about that, mm-hmm. you know? And I almost, you know, I guess we all sort of long for it in a way mm. that we will reunite with him physically. Yeah. You know, back when we, mm. when we cock it. But one thing we need to keep in mind is this, this lady had no idea who Jesus was why he came or why he was going to No, but she realized who he was. He knew, she knew that he was a Messiah. Yeah. She didn't know anything about him, why he came. Does that mm. make sense? Okay. Whereas for us and like for the Jews at that time, they, they 100% knew mm. that they were expecting someone to come. Obviously, they didn't really think it would, was Jesus of who he was. Yeah. That's why they put him on a cross. But we we have all this information and knowing of Jesus, uh, of Jesus and who he is. Well, no, culturally, she seems to understand who the Messiah is. Culturally, she understands yeah. that he's a Messiah. Yeah. She had no uh, theological understanding mm. of who this person was. The similarities between us and this lady is that we need to give up something, mm. which is our life mm. and all of that that comes with it. Mm. This comes back to what we were talking about before when Jesus said to take up your cross, mm. so to put aside your older life yeah. and to follow him is 
there's nothing different about this lady mm. to us mm. in terms of that uh, huge des- the decision we have to make of giving up our old life. Yeah. You know, you can look at this lady and say, like, she was doing this and that and this and that, and I'm not like that. But there's probably things, if you look at your own heart, that you've got to give up. Mm. That is hard. That is not easy. That's when Jesus is saying, come to me, you know. I will fill up your cup with mm. an eternal thirst. Mm-hmm. I will constantly fill you mm. more than any of those uh, human things will. Even water. We need to drink water yeah. to live. She was going to the well to survive. Yeah. Jesus is saying, I, I am more than that. Mm. I am more than life. Mm. Do any of us have any reasons to, to say that we're different to this lady? Yeah. That we don't need to give up the basic needs of life. Mm. And that's a hard question that we got to ask ourselves. You know, when I read this, I like you said, I've read this hundreds of times. Yeah. You know, I've heard this hundreds of time, times. I'm always just amazed when I come back and read this to know that like, yeah, there there are things that I need to in my life. You know, I'm a Christian now. Uh, I have salvation, but I need to be sanctified. Sanctification is important. Mm. You know, the things that tie me down in this world, mm. you know, that turn me away from God. I need to continually be sanctified from them. Mm, amen. To turn away from them. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But Christ is really calling me. Hey, those things that you like, those things that you really want to follow, mm. it's nothing. Mm. That will perish. Mm. I will fill you eternally. Amen. Amen. And I, I just pray that we won't be so different from this lady. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That... You know, we will recognize what's wrong with our lives. Mm. We'll recognize God when we see him face to face. Yeah. And that we will follow him and we drop everything to be to do that. Can I make one one note that I just just came to me? Yeah. Is when Jesus calls her out, mm. I think he does in such a nice way, right? Yeah, reasonably. <laughs> reasonably yeah. nice. Yeah. She doesn't get guilty about it. And that's something I, I also want to stress for us as Christians. If your friend calls you out on on a sin or, you know, gently rebukes you your natural response might be guilt mm. because you feel so bad at what you've done but don't let guilt override yeah change i know so many people myself included where uh, i get so guilty and that's also the devil putting that into me like oh you're mm. so bad you've turned away from god how can you turn away from a perfect being mm. that makes you go like oh actually yeah i'm so bad and you end up just going back into the same sin mm. guilt can be so detrimental. Amen, Look amen. at this lady and see how she responded. She didn't go like, oh, you know, I've, I've been sleeping around with all these people. Oh, I'm such a bad person. No, she listens mm. and she responds. Very encouraging. Very encouraging. We ought to be like this lady. We ought, we ought to, to be like a prostitute. <laughs> the, the prostitute. Sorry, not a prostitute. <laughs> the prostitute. We ought to be like prostitute. <laughs> we ought to be like the prostitute. It's getting hot in here, so take, take off, off all, all your clothes. clothes. No, no, don't include that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 3942, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Hallelujah. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we want to know that this man really is the savior of the world. 
Wow. How cool is that? Powerful. We no longer believe what just because what you said. Mm. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Mm. For sure. Really, wow. really, really powerful passage right mm. there. So it seems really interesting that if so if if the Samaritan woman cared a lot about, right? About who she was, how other people viewed her, you know, what those people who slept with her would think about her when she said these things. Yeah. You know, then she wouldn't have been able to do this. But the only thing that mattered to her is that this good news be shared with as many people as possible. Mm. So the point that we're trying to drive here is that we should only care about what get we should only care about what God says about us. <laughs> I think it's, we should only care about what girls say about us. We should only care about what girls say about us. <laughs> no. We should only care about <laughs> what God says about us. <laughs> that is such yeah. a tough call. Because mm. and, and this and this idea not only needs to be enforced, but it also needs to be refined so that we don't become all these, you know, radical weirdos. So it needs to be reinforced. Not only enforced, but also need to be refined as well. Yeah. Right? Because you know, we don't want to misunderstand what God says about us as well. You know, that's mm. where all these extremists and, and, and the whole idea of, you know, uh, the, the bad press on religion really comes from is the mm. misinterpretation of this sentence right here. Yeah. But I think what God said, then then it is important to then think about what God says about us. And I think what God says about us is that, hey, um, hey, I love you. I want to I, I welcome you to our family, right? And your sins are forgiven and... You have no condemnation in my in my house, mm. and I think yeah. that's what God says about us. And when she realized that, then she had no shame to go and tell people about this. And not not only did people listen to them, but to these people, that isn't something that actually made them believe, but it is a decision that they came to themselves that made them believe, mm. which is which is powerful. Um, so it's not about you. Even when you do answer to God's calling, it's not about you, which is really, really, to be honest, it's a relief. Don't you think so? Yeah, 100%. God gives you such a huge calling and you go around doing all these things and you you fear judgment, you fear your identity being different, you fear you give it, you're having to give up everything. But God mm. says, you know what, like, bro, like, just chill. And it's such a relief. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I love how this this Samaritan lady just goes and and tells people about Jesus. Mm. She don't she don't care what what anyone's gonna to perceive of her or think about her. Yeah, she just goes out there and tells people. See, I think I think there is some merit to realizing your sins as well. Like she goes, yeah. "Well, I'm such a slut. Everybody thinks terribly of me anyway. So how could I when make it get any worse?" Everything I did, she's probably just saying, "Like, well, you told me I was a prostitute." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you told me I slept around. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> when you realize that your 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 reputation is actually not yeah. that big a deal, mm. right? Um, because of all the terrible stuff that you do anyway, you yeah. might have immaculate reputation out in society. But the thing is, 
you know look deeper deep enough inside you there's probably some some dirt on you anyway so yeah. that's and that's everybody mm. so that's when they realize you know that's when she realized i'm a civil person and i think that's such an important element of christian faith is that hey i'm a civil person that way you're not in the picture you're just like you're just like okay um, i don't need to worry about me so much mm. or really focus on the hope that it could be for other people and being freed from that whatever you have built whatever you've done is is so important. Mm. It's so 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 important. Otherwise, you will constantly be living in in that shell, right? I don't know. I look at, for example, teenage girls, right, who mm. who focus so much on the way they look as well, their body mm. image and things like that. And I and I think exactly exactly this, and go, you know what? Could you be could you be more freed from those shackles mm. that you need to look in a certain way, talk in a certain way? that will earn the favor of people that really don't even matter to you anyway. Mm. Yeah. That you're probably not even going to care about in like two mm. years. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. But also look at this as, uh, and, and think, you know, people who feel like they don't have a strong testimony to mm. share. Mm. Like obviously this, this lady prostitute becomes like believe in Jesus. Wow. That's such a cool story. And people will listen to that. Yeah. But what about me? I've, I'm, I've just grew up in a Christian family and, yep. you know, I've went to church since I was a, a kid and, you know, I'm just a boring Christian. Oh, come on. Come on. You've got, like you just said, you know, I'm sure your heart is broken. You know, your heart turns away from Jesus all the time. But through his great mercy, he's, he's said, I want you, mm. you know, you mm. have salvation through grace alone. Mm. That's life changing. Exactly. Right. Any testimony, anyone who says they've got a born testimony, mm. you've got to check yourself. Yo, I heard this testimony where this person was saying that so they, they were able to introduce faith to their friend. Right. Uh, and the way they did it was they were a Christian for since since they were a child mm-hmm. to when they were like middle aged adult. And they said, Geez, you've believed in this thing for the last thirty years. Mm. And they thought well, that's got to be something. There's got to be something. There's something in it <laughs> yeah, to do that. Wow. So sometimes just staying in the faith alone yeah. of it in itself yeah. is a testimony. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That that's people unreal. then go, okay, well, there is something yeah. that is hopeful. And mm. and throughout that time, this person just lived a very regular and you know reasonably successful life as well. Mm. And that was enough to then get people going, wow, that that's something. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. So, that's so cool, man. just being faithful, just being continually yeah. faithful can become a strong testimony. And for mm. people to know that you are faithful, tell them that you are at least endeavoring to be faithful. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, you know, we talked about workplace and things like that previously. Mm. Yes, it is extremely daunting to talk about Jesus at work. Yeah. But it is completely okay when you're asked to tell people that you are a Christian mm. and that's how you, how you choose to live and how you endeavor to live. Yeah. Despite you not making all the, you know, all the cutoff every single time. But yeah. For you to do that, for them to realize that, and then for them to realize that 30 years, 40 years down the track, you're still continuing with your faith, that might be the encouragement that these people need. You never know. You never, never know. You never know. That's right. What else could we say about this? I think we did a pretty good job. I reckon that's a good place to end it, man. You reckon? Yeah. Well, what a podcast, man. Yeah. Well, look, do not dismiss. Juicy. Yeah. Do not dismiss, you know, passages (laughs) because you've read it before, Mm. you know. Just want to remind everyone to always come back to the word and to, to yeah, always be thirsty as Christians. Always be thirsty as Christians. <laughs> thirsty as Christians be like. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. CCC. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Ciao.